Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter and can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Saturday, September 2nd, starting off, as always, with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. Our first IL placement is starting pitcher Graham Ashcraft of the Reds who was placed on the 15-day IL with a right big toe stress reaction and with only a few weeks left in the season and a potential rehab stint required for a return, there's little guarantee that Ashcraft makes it back this season. If that does end up being the case, Ashcraft wrapped up his season with a 12-start stretch that saw him pitch to a 2.58 ERA. The Reds are now bereft of starting pitching with three other starters landing on the COVID-related IL, so they really need to figure something out with their pitching staff. Outfielder Riley Green of the Tigers was placed on the 10-day IL with right elbow inflammation. A future MRI will determine the severity of the injury, and with any IL placement at this stage of the season, Green is at risk of missing the remainder of the campaign. Akil Badu and Tyler Nevin will see more time in the outfield in Green's absence. And lastly, catcher Danny Jansen of the Blue Jays was placed on the 10-day IL with a fractured right middle finger. Jansen isn't likely to return during the regular season as that's a pretty serious injury, so Alejandro Kirk will take over full-time catching duties from here on out. And in terms of news, reliever Jason Adam of the Rays is expected to be placed on the 15-day IL with an oblique strain. Adam is expected to miss the next couple of weeks of action, but sometimes obliques can take a few weeks weeks to recover, putting a question mark on his potential return during the regular season. That makes Robert Stevenson the team's top right-handed setup option, so he should see an influx of holds and a few saves. And lastly, we have starting pitcher Tyler Wells of the Orioles. He's experiencing arm fatigue at AAA and hasn't pitched since August 25th, so he's probably not going to return for at least a couple more weeks. Hopefully, he starts pitching again soon. And before we look at the notable performances from Saturday, this podcast is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick two to five players, get all of your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, one word, all caps and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with right off the bat. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PITCHERLIST and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You must be 18 years or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present
present in the state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Now we'll check out the notable performances from Saturday, a day in which we had a full slate of 15 games. We'll start off with our hitters, leading off with Brian De La Cruz of the Marlins as he helped the team to a win in D.C., going 4-5 for five with three runs, a home run, and three runs batted in. He's up to 17 home runs on the year, and this one traveled 424 feet with a 106.2 mile per hour exit velocity. And if I had to use one word to describe Daly Cruz's 2023 season, it would be cromulent. He's been decent in pretty much every category, but hasn't really stood out anywhere. Daly Cruz provides slightly above average production in the average and home run department and has added a trio of stolen bases. His StatCast metrics all suggest he hasn't overperformed or underperformed either, and Daly Cruz has been available all season playing every day without getting injured and his league average WRC plus and sub one F4 perfectly encapsulate what kind of player he is in the grand scope of MLB. He's a very solid option in leagues with at least 15 teams, but any shallower and he leaves a lot to be desired. De La Cruz's four hit night marks the third such performance he's had this season, two of which were also paired with a long ball. On the other side of that game, Dominic Smith had a big performance for the Nationals going two for three, scoring twice with a home run, a double, two runs batted in, and a walk. He's up to seven home runs on the year, and this one traveled 413 feet with a 101.7 mile per hour exit velocity. Smith's breakout with the Mets across 2019 and 2020 suggested that he was finally putting everything together. Smith was one of the best hitters in baseball during the shortened season, but quickly fell off in subsequent seasons. After back-to-back negative war campaigns, he wasn't offered arbitration by the Mets and later landed with the Nationals on a prove-it deal prior to 2023, and so far, it has not been very fruitful. Smith has cut his strikeout rate drastically, but it's come at the expense of his power, ultimately resulting in an 88 WRC plus across 132 games. And still just 28 years old, his inability to produce at the plate while providing little to no defensive value makes him an expendable piece of a roster. I find it hard to believe that he'll earn a major league deal this offseason unless he can make a major change to his game to recover whatever he found at the turn of the decade. Smith is only rosterable right now in deep NL only leagues and his lack of run production makes him a player who likely isn't being held too tightly by managers who roster him in those leagues. And lastly, we have MJ Melendez for the Royals as he did all he could, but they lost to the Red Sox. He went three for three with a run, a home run, a double, two RBIs, and two walks. He's up to 13 home runs on the year, and this one traveled 404 feet with a 105 mile per hour exit velocity. And Melendez hasn't had the season many, including myself, expected him to have this year. Following a 41 home run campaign in the minors in 2021, there was loads of hype surrounding his 2022 call-up, and Melendez displayed his power stroke, sending 18 balls over the wall while producing a league average WRC+. And heading into 2023, his stock rose even further as he was expected to play outfield every day. That would give him the opportunity to rack up more played appearances than other players with catcher eligibility. I, for one, was drafting him inside the top 200 of 12-team leagues, but ultimately that has not paid off. He's taken a step back this year as his strikeout percentage has skyrocketed to nearly 30% and his home run production fell off dramatically. Melendez has still played just about every day for the Royals, but has been underwhelming outside of very deep leagues. StatCast suggests he's had better batted ball quality this year than he did last year, so maybe this was just a case of Melendez dealing with the sophomore slump. 
I'm not totally out on him next year, but without catcher eligibility and with sub-league average production at the plate, I won't be taking flyers on him, save for the deepest of leagues I participate in. But if you'd like a breakdown of other notable hitting performances from Saturday, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the mound and check out the notable starting pitching performances from Saturday, starting off with Javier Assad for the Cubs in Cincinnati as he took a no decision despite tossing eight scoreless innings while allowing seven hits and a walk and striking out seven. He induced 11 whiffs with 31% CSW across 98 pitches and Assad dominated with his cutter and sinker. The cutter induced five whiffs while the sinker stole 12 called strikes for 45% CSW and Assad has quietly been effective since shifting to the rotation in August and six starts he owns a one point. 0.95 ERA and a 1.03 whip. It's unlikely to continue though as his 17% strikeout rate and 4.58 xFIP aren't really indicative of prolonged success. The Cubs have no reason to stop starting Assad if he continues to have good batted ball luck and turn in starts like he did on Saturday, but with Marcus Stroman expected to return sometime this month, he's likely the odd man out in the rotation. Assad gets the Diamondbacks next and I don't think I was planning on streaming him regardless of the opponent. Emmett Sheehan had a great game versus the Braves. He took a no decision tossing four innings allowing three hits one and run three walks and six strikeouts while inducing 18 whiffs and 33% CSW across 76 pitches. Sheehan had his changeup and fastball working in this one. The heater induced six whiffs while the off-speed pitch racked up seven whiffs and went for 36% CSW. Sheehan even threw his slider 11 times for 45% CSW and Sheehan was an exciting call up earlier this year. After pitching to a sub two ERA at double A through mid-June Sheehan was promoted to fill a rotation spot. He had moderate success through his first three starts, but then struggled across his next three, had two more starts, and then was demoted to AAA during August. This was Sheehan's first start since returning to the major leagues, and he had one of the best starts of his career. His workload was limited, but even in just four innings, he racked up the second most whiffs in baseball. What makes this start more impressive is that it came against the mighty Braves, who have been making pretty much every pitcher look like minced meat. Sheehan's best pitch is his changeup, which has returned a 90th percentile CSW this year, but the requirement of a pitcher having a feel for that pitch has made Sheehan inconsistent at times during his debut campaign. If this start tells us anything, it's that Sheehan has regained the feel for that pitch and should at the very least be able to carry it into his next start, which would likely be in DC next weekend. And that's a start I'd heavily consider despite his limited pitch count. And lastly, we have Griffin Canning in Oakland as he took a tough luck loss for the Angels, tossing six innings, allowing four hits, two earned, no walk, and seven strikeouts while inducing 12 whiffs and 31% CSW across 89 pitches. Canning's best pitch in this one was his slider, which induced four whiffs and turned in 39% CSW, and Canning was our streaming pick of the day, and it paid off as he shut down the A's lineup. There was a lot of hype surrounding the right-hander early in his career, but after a terrible 2021 season and Tommy John surgery that kept him out of action in 2022, that has almost completely died down. However, he's shown glimpses this year of the pitcher that got us excited a few years ago. Canning is a CSW machine with three of his four pitches in the 80th percentile or better, which helps him place inside the top 10 with a 32% overall CSW. His fastball slider combo is elite at inducing whiffs and he's more than just a Toby with a strikeout rate above 26% and a walk rate below 7%. XFIP even suggests he's been unlucky this year with a 3.73 mark that is more than half a run lower than his ERA. Canning is definitely worth streaming against weak offenses and should likely be rostered in leagues with at least 15 teams. Next year, he'll likely be on everyone's rankings and could see some love if the Angels can improve defensively and 
Cannon gets the Guardians next, and that's a start I'll definitely consider if I need a stream later this week. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Saturday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and check out the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves. Nick Pavetta got a save as this one was of the three-inning variety. Clay Holmes got his 17th save. Yoan Duran got save number 24 as he worked around the zombie runner scoring. In the 10th, Rysel Iglesias did the same, earning save number 28. Trevor May got save number 16. Devin Williams got save number 32 as he worked around a run. David Bednar got save number 31. And lastly, Tyler Kinley got his first save as Justin Lawrence failed to close out the ninth, so Kinley got the final out of the ballgame. As for closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves, Pete Fairbanks blew a one-run lead, handed to him in the ninth. Emmanuel Classe pitched a clean 10th in a tie game. Will Smith and Araldis Chapman both pitched, and both were unscored upon across the 8th and the ninth. but then Chapman blew up in the 10th and took the loss. Adam Adovino gave up a run in a tie game in the ninth and wound up with the loss. And lastly, Evan Phillips pitched in the 8th and ninth during a tie ball game. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable relief pitcher performances from Saturday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. Sunday's edition was written by yours truly. And before we look forward to today's games, we're going to take a quick break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll look forward to Sunday, September 3rd, a day in which we'll have a full slate of 15 games. My matchup of the day is Zach Gallen versus Jack Flaherty. Gallen is a Cy Young contender, while Jack Flaherty has been pretty solid since joining the Orioles, and the Orioles are looking to claim the AL East. In terms of probable starters, we've got six guys in the auto start tier, including Gallen. We also have Kevin Gaussman in Colorado, Sandy Alcantara in Washington, and George Kirby in Queens. Our probably starts tier has five guys, and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in Tyler Anderson in Oakland. It worked once, so we'll go back to the Angel starter here. He has had his changeup working recently, and the A's lineup is one of the worst in baseball. I'd also keep an eye out for Alex Cobb in San Diego. He really had his splitter working last time out as he came one out shy of a no-hitter, so hopefully he can carry that success over to this start in San Diego. In terms of hitter suggestions, I'd say Luis Renjifo versus Kyle Moeller. This is one I'd be hitting hard. The switch hitter has a 153 WRC Plus versus Southpaws this year, and Moeller has a 7.67 ERA, so that one's pretty obvious. I'd also go for Cubs hitters versus Carson Spears of the Reds. He's making his MLB debut, which usually doesn't go well for pitchers, and it's in Great American Ballpark. Spears is a righty, so target Cubs lefties. I'd also target Blue Jays hitters versus Chase Anderson and his 6.08 ERA in Coors. That one is 
pretty self-explanatory. Emmanuel Class A has pitched on consecutive days and in four of the past five. Trevor Steffen will likely get the ball in the ninth if a save arises today. Yoan Duran has pitched on back-to-back days and in three of the past four, but so has setup man Griffin Jack, so it's anybody's guess who might get a save today, but the most likely candidates include Emilio Pagan, Caleb Thielbar, and Dylan Floro. Devin Williams has pitched on each of the past two days, so Yoel Piomps likely gets a shot at the ninth today, and lastly, David Bednar has gone on consecutive days and in three of the past four, so Colin Holderman should get the ball if a save presents itself today. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast. Bubba will be back with you on Monday and throughout the week, and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.